Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how shopping has changed forever, but not just shopping in general. We're talking about how my shopping has changed forever. Last week, my wife and I were on vacation. We chartered a boat on an inland waterway in central Ontario. We were going through the locks, and my wife lost grip of the boat hook, and it fell in the water. Normally, a boat hook is a specialized item that you can only find at a marine chandlery. It can be expensive, usually starting at around $75. She was pretty upset and worried that the charter company would charge us a large sum of money to replace the lost boat hook. So I went on Amazon and found a basic telescoping boat hook of similar quality to the one that's now sitting at the bottom of the lock. We ordered a replacement for $31, and with free shipping, it arrived at the charter company before the end of our trip. It solved three problems with that online order. Number one, we replaced the lost boat hook. Number two, we eliminated the fear and uncertainty that my wife was experiencing around the cost of replacing the boat hook. And number three, I saved at least 50% compared with buying from a retail marine chandlery. Now, the owner of the charter company was hugely appreciative that we ordered the replacement. It solved a problem for them, and frankly, they were surprised to receive an anonymous boat hook in the mail without warning. This is the new world of retail. If you own a retail store or a chain of stores that offers a variety of products at high margins that are easy to ship, and your store is in an expensive retail location without being immediately needed, well, then you're in big trouble. You were, in fact, in trouble before the pandemic. Because an online retailer is going to offer a better priced, more convenient, higher variety alternative, and once your best customers try it, they probably will not come back, at least not very often. That seems pretty obvious, and we're seeing the retail landscape littered with companies that should have seen this coming all along, but they didn't do anything about it. They were too busy protecting what they thought they were good at. There were items that I religiously said I would never buy online. On top of that list were clothing and shoes. I find it difficult to buy shoes that fit. I often try on a dozen pairs of shoes before I even find one that fits. The idea of sending shoes back that don't fit in the mail seems offensive to me and I won't do it. Well, this year, I had a pair of running shoes that had worn out. There's one manufacturer that I can count on to fit my foot. So rather than go to the store and try on running shoes, I decided to try buying online. I ordered the same size from the same manufacturer that I already had. It was a new model, but I reasoned that the sizing should be consistent within the same manufacturer over a longer period of time. The purchase price online was less than the retail store, and I spent a total of four minutes on the transaction. Two days later, the running shoes arrived, and I spent less time than it would have taken to drive to the store. I had an old pair of Levi's jeans that I'd been using for painting and home construction work. They were in really bad shape, and it was time for a new pair of jeans. And here, too, the sizing of Levi's jeans has been pretty standard over the years. Their website was pretty clear on how their sizing works, and I was able to buy exactly what I was looking for at a fair price, shipping included. Again, I spent only about 5-10 minutes figuring out the right size and how to order the color I wanted, less time than it would have taken to drive to the store. So the emotional obstacle of buying clothing online has been largely overcome, at least in my case. Would I buy a new suit online? Well, probably not. But I would probably buy a dress shirt online from a brand that I know. I would buy some things, but not all things. Maybe I could buy half of my clothing online in the future. So if you're a clothing retailer and you lose 50% of your sales to people like me who now buy their things online, you're going to suffer. In fact, you're probably not even going to survive financially. Is retail dead? No, it's not. 
but how many retailers can survive a 50% drop in sales volume? Those that remain will probably thrive, but only once the industry is shrunk enough to allow those remaining to survive. As real estate investors, we need to pay attention to the changing landscape of our communities. If the smaller family-run retail businesses die off as they seem to be doing, who will occupy all those retail storefronts? You can have only so many coffee shops, so many ice cream stands, so many drugstores, bank branches, or health food stores. And after that, you start to reach saturation. And of course, those businesses are all hurting in the pandemic environment. The change in retail will change the flow of traffic in the community. It will change how people choose to live in a particular location. They want amenities nearby that they care about, but they definitely don't want vacant, abandoned storefronts. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.